Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. Uh, this week, our guest is Cal Ewing. Uh, Cal, give us a bit of a, a background, a little bit about your story, and we'll jump into it. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, Glenn, thanks for having me on. Um, I just wanted to say I saw a post that you made the other day on Facebook. You've got quite a few followers or, or viewers of your podcast these days. So congrats on the success of that. Thank you. It's it's yeah. all, it, You know what? It's one of those things that's like a lot of work and you, you get like you think you want to quit sometimes. You're like, ah, this isn't really driving anything. And then you're just like, you know what? It's going to keep doing it. Anything you're doing in your real estate or your own life gets tough. You're getting close and then you just keep pushing. <laughs> well, who'd have thought that there's so many Canadians that are interested in cross-border investing? It sort of seems like a really a small niche, but obviously there's there's people that want to do it. So that's great. I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So to answer your question, so um, I live in Calgary, Alberta, and I've been investing in real estate in the U.S. exclusively since I, I guess I got my start in 2009, right, when the, the market crashed in the States. And um, I've been full-time real estate investing since around 2016, I guess it is. Yeah. And um, so I, I've only bought my res current residence. That's the only deal I've ever done in Canada. So I don't have any experience up here, but I've got lots of experience up the border. I've uh, done a lot of wholesaling in Texas. I bought at tax deed auctions. I've done subject twos and rentals and flips and you name it, I've done it. So that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people that I have as guests, they start off with Canadian and they figure out how to do it in their backyard. And then they go, wait, what are they doing over there? And then they they, <laughs> they realize they can get some better numbers and stuff and they they move. So you right from the start, how did you how did you figure that out? Right. Like to make your first one that way. Well, it's all Robert Kiyosaki's fault, actually. Sorry? Um, it's all Robert Kiyosaki's fault. Oh, OK, <laughs> so I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I got really into real estate. And then I even signed up for one of their, you know, traveling roadshow mentorship, yep. big, huge packages. Yep. And most of what they were teaching couldn't really do here in Canada. So I tried a little bit and I just got really frustrated because I kept finding out that either it just doesn't work because, you know, there's not public data available to find motivated sellers up here or the strategy doesn't work here. So I was really frustrated. And so I ended up... Uh, finding a mentor who was already investing in the States and, and just learning how to do it. And I never really looked back after that. So. so what strategies did you go into? Well, so when I got started, I'm not sure if you've had uh, Mike Wolf on here or not. I think yeah, I've had Mike on. Mike, yeah. So he got going investing um, in foreclosures in Vegas way back in 2008 and nine, and he'd help you buy a property. And so when I first got going, I just got some people together that had some money and we pulled our funds together and it was really hands off and I knew nothing, but it got me, got my feet wet and got me excited about real estate after that. So, so you started uh, doing some projects in, in Vegas and yep. Vegas and then Phoenix because Phoenix crashed about a year later. And so there was deals happening. And there. that's, uh, those are foreclosure to flip or foreclosure to like a burr. Flip? Both. It was foreclosure to flip on the first one and then foreclosure to rental after that. And uh, we just, we didn't refinance. We just kept it cash and uh, we kept it for a few years and we bought really at the bottom of the market. So we got most of the appreciation in the first few years in Phoenix yeah. and then we sold it off, which I, re I regret now based on property values, but it changes a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. So you Vegas, um and then uh, what was the last next market uh phoenix 
Yeah, Phoenix. And then uh, in Texas. Texas. Because I know I'm trying to lead here because I know at some point you're going to get to note investing and you're going to get to do some wholesaling. So how does that progress go away there? Yeah. So then I got into Texas more just, well, for numerous reasons. Uh, I got into buying at the tax deed auctions and I got into wholesaling in Texas. And I mean, being in Calgary, the flights directly to Houston are pretty cheap because of oil and gas. And there's so many flights every day. So made a lot of sense there. There's a lot of parallels between Houston and Calgary. Um, and so I, I got really big into buying and wholesaling houses in Houston, Texas. And I built a team there. Um, one of my best friends growing up, her, her new husband ended up being my business partner who lived in Texas. And so got, had really good boots on the ground, which really, really helped. And uh, right around then I was doing some flips and uh, that's when Hurricane Harvey hit. And I know we're going to talk, talk about hurricanes today yeah. uh, just because of uh, the, the recent hurricanes that have affected the East Coast this month so yeah it was rough <laughs> okay let's talk let's talk some hurricanes and then we'll circle back and we'll do the notes i think that's the way to yeah structure. that sounds good so sure. um yeah for we're recording this on just because sometimes i release this a few weeks later sure. um but this is october 4th so we're just for people who are listening for a 2022 um to give you timely so we just had like a week ago about um, a hurricane Ian that came up the Gulf shore. So hit all through the, uh, Eastern Florida, right. Uh, yeah. Western Florida, Western Florida up the, the Gulf shore. Um, and you dealt with this same sort of thing down in Texas. So, yeah, well, we, and we also had hurricane, what Fiona or something that hit Canada hit. Yeah. Like oh, Newfoundland yeah. And, East coast. Yeah. Yeah. So two pretty, pretty big hurricanes. Um, obviously the one in Canada wasn't as bad, but still had some damage there. So there's opportunity in Canada too for this, but um, a lot of parallels between the damage that Hurricane Ian is causing and uh, what Hurricane Harvey caused in 2017 in Houston. Um, So the biggest problem in Houston at that time is there's just so much concrete and they didn't have enough flood controls. And so areas flooded like crazy there. There's no place for the water to go. And so all the typical flood zones in Houston flooded, but um, there was so much water that they ended up having to release some of the reservoirs or or dams. Um, In order to save the city, they actually had to flood other parts of the city. And uh, yeah, so there was areas in Houston that flooded that were not in any kind of designated flood zone. So the homeowners in those areas had no flood insurance because it was never supposed to flood and and they got flooded hard. Um, I talked to one seller, she had uh she didn't have flood insurance and the water hit her house so hard that it moved off the foundation by like two feet that's how yeah it was crazy and then the contractors that she had to fix her house uh they ripped her off and ran away with all their money so that was some of the kind of stories though you we would hear yeah and um so my story is i had two flips on the go during that time and being from up here in canada this is one of the things that it's hard when you're not local because sometimes you don't realize uh, what the locals know about our real estate market when you're investing from abroad. And so I didn't really pay too much attention to flooding. Like I knew that there's a chance of hurricanes in Houston, obviously, but I, I really wasn't scared of it. I figured, you know, what are the odds? I'm going to do a six month flip at the most. What are the chances that I'm going to get flooded, right? It's not going to happen to me. I just wanted a deal. And so I ended up getting uh, my first flip actually. Um, I bought that from a bandit sign and, and uh, we got that flip going. And then the day of our open house, 
the remodel's all completed. Uh, we're, we've got our open house set for the Sunday that Harvey hit Houston and it flooded like four feet of water. And not only that, but I, I bought another deal from a wholesaler and it was actually flooded uh, a couple years ago from a smaller flood and it was like not remodeled. So it was already, it was like remediated, but it wasn't repaired. And so I bought it from a wholesaler and we were going to do the remodel and sell it. And that one flooded like six feet of water. <laughs> so sometimes in real estate, you learn the hard way, right? You learn so your lesson. Tell me about this. So you, you got yeah. the, the flooded places, especially the remodeled ones. That one hurts. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing you still have insurance in place on this property. When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. Yeah, so luckily our hard money lender that we were using, um, they were smart and they made us get flood insurance. So we were paying flood insurance on it and thank God for that. So we did have the money come back to do the, to remodel the properties again. And uh, so we did that. But the problem is we had expensive hard money loans and I had a private lender on each property as well as a second, second lender to fund the deal. And so instead of a six month flip, we we're paying hard money for over a year like a year and a half on these properties. How long did it take you to get the money, the cash from the insurance company to be able to start? Um, it took a couple months. Yeah, so we had a couple I've never been fast for me either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a while. And uh, luckily our hard money lenders were willing to work with us and, and they uh, put a pause on our payments for a few months, which was nice, that helped. But eventually the payments kicked back in and then it was just you know trying to keep these properties afloat. And uh, so the one property, the one that we had our open house on, um, the other problem is that because it had flooded more than once, and this is the, the big lesson that I learned is like, if you're in a flood zone and it's flooded in the past and then it floods again, um, your market values can go way down. And so I think our ARV on that property that we expected to sell it the first time was like 260. And then after we remodeled after the flood, the second time we couldn't get it sold for like 190. So oh, that's about 70 grand. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes that's what real estate does, right? You have to learn the hard lessons and, and figure out how to get through them. Um, and we did. And it was hard. And, you know, I'm still trying to, to recover in some ways. Um, the private lenders that we had were still working on paying them back because I, I never want anyone to lose money on the deal. And so it was tough. But there was also opportunity. And I wanted to mainly talk to your, your viewers about the opportunities right now um, that are in Florida and along the Eastern East coast um, after a hurricane. Yeah. And Let's do opportunity. I have one question before we yeah, go. Sure. You, you got this thing all flooded. Um, and I guess it depends what's happened to it. Do you, does it require any permits? Like, cause I know that's what holds me up uh, after doing this. Cause to, or you just get, get the insurance money. They basically cut the drywall in half and re-drywall and put it together. Or is there like recertification of the electrical and everything else you have to jump through too? Um, at that time, I don't believe we had to do too much of that, but we definitely remediated for mold. We oh, did yeah. all the mold treatments because we knew that any buyer is going to want to make sure that we handled that. Yep. Um, so that was a big thing for us to make sure we did. Yeah. Okay. 
no that was my that was my only thing i was just curious because it's one of those things that you could it sometimes permits will hold you up off the start and you had you might have to go through it a second time as well as yeah, thinking ahead. yeah. So, so opportunities there's a florida hurricane there's a you know yeah on canada hurricane uh what, what what kind of opportunities exist right now well so after those floods i realized that maybe flipping isn't my thing <laughs> <laughs> so but I did get into wholesaling big and I had the most success I've ever had in my wholesaling business was right after the hurricane because there were so many motivated sellers. And like I said, people that didn't have flood insurance and, um, and these were areas like million dollar homes in some areas that flooded. And so it wasn't just your typical, um, I don't know, your typical deals. You had like high end deals. You had all kinds of different houses that flooded. And so you was like, you could pick from, pick from the, the litter. And so we started marketing hardcore in the areas that flooded and we used bandit signs. And so we just looked at the flood maps and figured out what regions were flooding. And that's where we put out bandit signs. Uh, we ran Facebook ads, which were really, really successful. So we ran Facebook ads that were specific to those neighborhoods that flooded. Yeah. And we, uh, I can actually, if any of your viewers want to do this in Florida, I can actually send you some copies of our Facebook ads that worked so well. Um, because we were getting responses daily for about a year and then it faded off and then we were getting no, no more traction on this. But so that was the only time I've really had Facebook ads work well. And that's because we were so local and we, yeah. uh, we knew there's a lot of motivated people. Um, then we did like Craigslist ads. So we just did all kinds of marketing. We sent out mail to these homeowners, et cetera, et cetera. And the number of deals that we got was just, I could almost, I couldn't keep up really. Um, so, and so. Yeah. Question about this. So <clears throat> you're, you're wholesaling to like these people who have the, the distressed home right now. Um, there's insurance element to this possibly, right? So depending mm -hmm. if they're in the flood zone, if they have their flood insurance, if they've actually done this, the ones that are really are motivated who are, don't have this stuff, but say they have the money for that. Would that insurance money be transferred to you or does that homeowner get it? And then they just don't do the renovation and they get to walk away with that money and the money you pay them. Or do you factor that in to the, the offer you make them? I'm just wondering like how this whole insurance falls together with this. Well, that's a good question. And I, I can't answer that because all of the clients that we ended up having, they were yeah. people that didn't have insurance. Ah, okay. No, that's good. So the ones that did, they would just go ahead and either keep their home and just remodel it, or they would do the remodel and then sell it off and leave that area. <laughs> so I knew people that were tired of it. They're like, this is my last flood. I'm out but uh, they were, they just remodeled with the insurance money. So our clients were people that didn't have insurance. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're very, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, it might be a huge bill that they've had to, you know, repair this like four or five years or 10 years ago. And now mm -hmm. it's come back again and they still don't have the money to fix this place up. So they're motivated to let it go. Yeah. And so we had some people that were ready to sell right away, right after the, the flooding. Um, and then we had other people that for whatever reason, they were sitting on their house for a year um, some of them, they, they would remediate, get it dried out, cleared up other, there's other houses that were just moldy and they'd been sitting wet for a long time and finally drained and they were a mess. Um, so you're going to get both. And, uh, that's the mold's a big thing to, to watch out for. Um, especially if you're buying, if you're looking to buy deals, but if you're wholesaling, I mean, your buyer's going to be very concerned about that as well. So, um, the people that jump on it quick and get the houses dried out, but then they don't want to do the remodel those are the best best deals to try and wrap up and with doing this from canada like mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of damage 
how do you estimate this <clears throat> the renovation amount that's going to get need to get done from doing this <laughs> yeah well that's that's where you need to to have a, a good contractor that you can at least talk to like if you're not doing flips um it's good to just reach out to some contractors i know they're going to be busy right now in florida but it's still busy to try and get them to go bid something <laughs> yeah but even and talk to your buyers as well that's probably maybe an easier and more direct way to get an answer is talk to your your buyers that are doing fix and flips in your market and if you're brand new and you're just going to jump into one of these markets you know, you've got to be looking for buyers right away um but yeah ask your buyers you know they, they should know what a severely damaged property is going to cost in repairs whether that's like a fire damage or other real real bad properties they should have a rough example or idea of what the remodel is going to cost and then uh definitely factor that in plus a little bit more yeah, yeah. It, you know, but and i have no idea what remodels are going to be done in florida right now um so i can't really give you i think the hardest part might be to get a contractor if you're if you're coming in a little bit later right you're you're buying mm -hmm. the properties you know like some of the other people their place got wrecked and they got the contractor going right away but mm -hmm. you're you're coming in after and then you're getting this property tied up and then going to get the contractor they might already be busy like that's where i'm yeah that is a problem for sure um and i think people that are wanting to get into that market you've got a few years like it, it takes time to get all this inventory taken care of and remodeled and stuff like that so yeah um you do have time if you can't find a contractor right away or um, your your buyers might not have contractors right away, but this is a kind of, I'd say a probably a two year window of opportunity um, to make some money wholesaling and also or even buying, but uh, and also helping a lot of people that are going to need need help and they need investor help because they can't just list these properties on the MLS and get them sold. Right, the only solution for these people is they need investors to help get them out of this situation, and some of them are in, in pretty bad trouble. So you mentioned the MLS and. I'm always surprised that I bet you that there will be some that show up there even. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. And uh, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. It is an opportunity. Like there's, yeah. there's an opportunity and it's not being predatory because you're helping them out of a problem that they, they have no solution to. They didn't get their Absolutely. insurance and they just need the money and they need to exit, take some cash and deploy it somewhere else. Yeah. And a lot of these people, that's their home. And so they need a place to go and they need cash so that they can buy a new place eventually if they can. So, yeah. yeah. So I think it's huge opportunity for anyone that's open to it, um, especially wholesaling. I recommend wholesaling these properties because then there's no risk to you. Um, leave it to the local fix and flippers that can handle the risk and, and know the market, have the teams. Um, but I recommend wholesaling is a, is a really good opportunity right now for people down. Well, and even in like Newfoundland and areas like that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just did a podcast on New Brunswick a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, no, I'm not against. I'm like, it's distance real estate. You can do this anywhere. You can do this yeah. out on the East Coast. You can do this out in Calgary if you're in Ontario. Wherever. Yeah. yeah. You know, people make it work everywhere. Yeah. Before I let you go, um, how do people contact you? How do they reach out to you? They want to learn more about node investing. They want to learn more about wholesaling. What's the best way to do this? Um, probably the best way. I have a Facebook group as well. Um, if you just search uh, real estate wealth creators on Facebook, that's one way. Um, you can also contact me it's uh, cal at caluing.com. Um, so you can just email me that way. Those are probably the two easiest ways. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, man. It's been great. I know we've been trying like for over a year. I'm glad things have lined up. <laughs> I can be on it. We have been, we have been trying to match this up for a while, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's good. We actually got it done and I love it. We haven't talked about note investing in 
I think I haven't done it in like two years on the podcast. It's been a while. Oh, perfect. So, That's great. Nice to bring that up again. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been awesome, Glenn. I'll do it again.